Could Gary Patterson really return to this Texas football team? Big if true. You are Locked On Longhorns, your daily podcast on the Texas Longhorns. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on Longhorns, the show. Jonathan Davis, your host. Today's episode of Locked on Longhorns is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked on. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked on today to get started. And on today's episode of Locked on Longhorns, we're discussing Gary Patterson. Could he really return to the University of Texas for a second year in a row? In the second segment, I talk about five non-starters on this Texas football team who need to excel in their role this season. And in the third segment, five freshmen who should not or will not redshirt for this Texas football team, a lot of Texas football talk on today's episode of Locked On Longhorns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we made it to Friday, Longhorn Nation and whoever else is listening, you know, long week for me. You know, I know it's been a long week for a lot of people listening as well. So uh, glad we're here. And if you're watching on YouTube, I'm always thankful for your support. Please like, please subscribe if you enjoy the show, whether it's on audio or video. Once again, I'm thankful for everybody you know that taps into locked on longhorns also before we get into the texas football talk i want to talk to uh, my baseball fans as you can see on youtube i'm repping the rangers hat uh you know another lone star showdown this week uh astros took the series two out of three they won the first two games it was uh, a lot of craziness thankfully i went to the right game on on wednesday uh i was at minute may when the rangers went 13 to 5 and it was a lot of intensity in the building jordan got hit marcus simeon got hit nate low almost got hit uh you know we chased fromber uh, you know, fans were fighting, you know, the benches cleared. It was just a crazy game, you know, but the Rangers made a statement, you know, 13 to five. I think both teams made a statement, you know, the Astros took the series. Rangers came back and, you know, won a blowout in in, in uh, game three and kept their division lead. And it's been, it's been fun, you know, all year to see Astros and Rangers fans going at it. Um, it's the boat. It's the first time in years that both teams are good. And it's been a fight all year in the division and it'll continue to be a fight for the rest of the season. That series in September back in Arlington is going to be a ton of fun. And I don't know if I'd be able to handle it, but man, how fun would it be if these two teams ended up facing off in the playoffs, even the ALCS to possibly go to uh, the World Series. So hopefully both teams can get healthy. You know, hopefully both teams can continue to take care of business. And the next series in September should be fun. And hopefully the next few years between the Astros and the Rangers are as intense as it has been this season, because, man, it's fun, you know, to see these two teams that hate each other go against each other and to see the fans interact that hate each other go against each other you know the rivalry is definitely back in the state of texas now sticking in the state of texas let's talk about football and gary patterson was such a huge you know asset to this texas football team last year we saw a much improved defense from 2021 to 2022 right and i think that gary patterson wasn't the sole reason for that we had a lot of talks on here about fans giving Gary Patterson too much credit and not giving Pete Kukowski enough credit, but nonetheless, his ability to work collaboratively with Pete Kukowski on the defense last year after being one of the top defensive minds in college football for over 20 years, one of the best coaches in college football for over 20 years for him to be able to accept the special assistant role and work under Steve Sarkeesian and Pete Kukowski worked really well for this Texas football team last year. And now Chip Brown um, from Horns 24 seven and Bobby Burton from inside Texas have both reported that Gary Patterson is seriously considering a return to the coaching staff for the University of Texas, right? He, after the Alamo Bowl, 
spend some time with family vacationing and doing all of that. But as we get closer to the football season, as fans are anxious for the football season, it seems like Gary Patterson is as well. And, you know, maybe he's missing, you know, being on the sidelines or in the box, whatever, you know, helping coaching, you know, young men on the defensive side of the ball and, you know, helping this Texas football team as he did last year. So, you know, we've heard that if he wanted to return, the door would be open and he would make his decision around August. Well, August is next week. Fall camp is next week. And so we should know by this time next week if Gary Patterson will be on staff or not. But he was a huge asset to the Texas football team last year. And you would have to believe that he would be a huge asset to the Texas football team this season. And when you look at what he was able to do last year, you know, I think he worked uh, a lot with the secondary. And I was really proud of what the secondary was able to accomplish last year. I thought Anthony Cook was really good. You know, I'm wishing him the best in his uh, future endeavors, you know, if he can stick on in the NFL. And I thought Jaron Thompson was a really special player for us last season. You know, honorable mention Big 12. I think this year he can crack the first or second team. I'm excited to see him in a leadership role, in a veteran role on this Texas football team. And even at corner, right? I thought Deshaun Jameson, um, you know, Terrence Brooks, Jade Barron, Jalen Gilbo, Austin Jordan, Ryan Watts, whoever played at the corner position in a significant role last year did really well for the most part for this Texas football team. Also, when you look at our two biggest games of the year, it was the defense that kept us in the game where the offense really didn't show up. In the Alabama game, you held a 40-point-per-game offense to 20 points, right? And, you know, the biggest reason maybe the offense couldn't show up is because Quinn Ewers got hurt. But even in the running game, right, Bijan and Roshine couldn't get anything going. It was our defense that kept us in that game and, give us, and gave us a chance to knock off the number two team in the country. Against TCU, we were fully healthy. And the defense even spotted us seven points, and we still couldn't win that game. But you have to believe that not only just those two games, but every week Gary Patterson was a huge part of the game plan, you know, self-scouting, giving his suggestions, you know, to Pekakowski, letting him know how he would attack this offense, how this offense might attack the defense, et cetera, et cetera. And you would have to think Pekakowski is somebody who probably has all the respect in the world for Gary Patterson, where it was taking as much as he could from him and incorporating it into the game plan. And that's just kind of the quantitative, you know, way that he helped this Texas defense last year. But let's look at the numbers, right? Let's help really put it into perspective of what Gary Patterson's addition to this Texas football team last year might have looked like statistically. So in 2021, points allowed, we gave up 31.1 points per game, a big reason why we went five and seven. You're not going to win at the highest level, giving up 31 points a game in college football. In 2022, that dropped almost 10 points down to 21.6. So credit to the players for developing and buying in, Pete Kukowski, and then, of course, Gary Patterson. Total defense. In 2021, you gave up 425 yards per game, which ranked 100th in the country. Not going to cut it. Not the standard at the University of Texas. In 2022, that was down to 368 yards per game, almost 60 yards per game, 54th in the country, up from 100 the year before. A lot better. Rushing defense. I know that, you know, Gary Patterson is mostly working with the secondary, but the secondary tackles too, right? And we're talking about rushing defense because that was such a huge problem for Texas in 2021, right? Those I-35 size holes that people were just running through. I mean, teams were just grinding out the clock and, and running us off the field in the second half of games. It was crazy. We were giving up 201 yards per game, which is insane to even say on Locked On Longhorns, 114th in the country. In 2022, that dropped down to 125 yards per game. 33rd in the country. We're one of the best rush defenses in the Big 12 and definitely one of the best rush defenses in the country at 33rd. So got to give credit to, you know, the players, um, the whole defensive staff, including, you know, Pete Kukowski and Gary Patterson for the improvement last year. And I think that if he were to come back to this staff, we've added a lot of talent. We did lose Debo, you know, Keandre Coburn and Moore Ojemo, but I 
more than think this. I think this team is more than capable. I should say this is a better way of saying it. Of matching what they did last year on the defensive end or improving with all of the players you brought back, bringing in players like Jalen Catalan via the transfer portal or Malik Muhammad and Anthony Hill in this freshman class, right? I think this defense can be really special. And a coach like Gary Patterson, who has been one of the best defensive minds in college football for the last 20 years, would only be an asset to this Texas football team. And I really love that Steve Sarkeesian, and I've said this before, but I really love that Steve Sarkeesian has no ego when it comes to building this Texas football team and doing what it needs to win. Like, obviously, he has an ego, but he's now added in consecutive years Paul Christ and Gary Patterson, who undoubtedly have more impressive head coaching resumes than Steve Sarkeesian, right? And he's been willing to bring them on staff to help this Texas football team. So Gary Patterson, 181 and 79 all time in terms of his career record, 11 and six in bowl games, including two New Year's six bowl wins and six conference championships in three different conferences would absolutely be an asset to this defense, helping out P. Kikowski as a special assistant to Sark or P. Kikowski, whoever, but we need him. I think, I think we'll be really good without him, but like I said, you can't, you know, poo-poo or say we don't need somebody who has been one of the best coaches in college football for the last 20 years. And I think this defense would only take another step if you put Gary Patterson back on the sideline. So, GP, if you're listening to this by any chance, come home. We need you. A quick word from our sponsors. And then we're going to talk about five non-starters who still need to play a big role for this Texas football team in 2023. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100 percent certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. And that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs, because LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. And if you want to find those qualified candidates faster, then post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on college to post your job for free and find the qualified candidates you need to take your company to the next level. Terms and conditions do apply. Okay, so it's a Friday, and I'm thinking, like, what can I do for three segments on today's Unlocked on Longhorns? So the second thing I came up with in, in this segment is non-starters that need to excel in their role this year. And I think we saw a lot of rotations last year, specifically on the defensive side of the ball. But, you know, players that didn't start that still came in and had, uh, you know, a significant role for this Texas football team or maybe players that you weren't expecting to have that role. But because of injuries and other things, they stepped in and were really good for this Texas football team. So non-starters this year in the 2023 season that I think still need to be superstars in their role for the Texas football team to reach their goal of winning the Big 12 championship this year. And the first one for me is Alfred Collins. And it's been kind of disappointing over the last few weeks. You know, in the beginning of the offseason, we heard so much, you know, positivity about Alfred Collins from inside Texas and you know, Horns 24-7, wherever you get your, your you know, your off-season reports, wherever you get your Kool-Aid in the off-season, right? That's what I should say. Um, and we heard so many good things about Alfred Collins. It was a contract year, and, um, you know, he just came into camp and all of that with the, you know, spring ball with a different intensity, a different focus. He was uh, showing more consistency in terms of the plays he was making, and he looked prime for a big year, right? But then over the last few weeks, we've started to see some reports that Vernon Broughton has been really good and has kind of probably jumped Alfred Collins in that pecking order in terms of the interior defensive line. And that's not what we want to hear because we know that there's players like, you know, uh, 
Vernon Broughton and maybe other players in that room, Trill Carter, that probably are more consistent and have more of a motor than Alfred Collins. And we've been waiting to see that consistency since 2020. But when Alfred Collins flashes, he flashes. Like that play in the Colorado game, he made a huge play on the goal line last year against Iowa State that ended up keeping them out of the end zone before Jalen Ford got that pick in the end zone, I think. So, uh, I mean, when he makes splash plays, he splashes. Like he flashes, jumps off your screen. He's that talented. And we know that Alfred Collins should be one of the best players on this Texas football team. The only question mark is motor and consistency. But that's a huge question mark. And within the last few weeks, it seems as though Vernon Broughton has jumped Alfred Collins on the depth chart solely because of that motor and consistency. So I think Alfred Collins still needs to have a huge year for this Texas football team, right? So Andre Sweat and Byron Murphy cannot play every snap as big bodies on that Texas defensive line. You're going to have to rely on players behind them like Alfred Collins, Trill Carter, and Vernon Broughton. And I think Alfred Collins by a decent margin is the most talented player out of that group in terms of Vernon Broughton, Trill Carter, and Alfred Collins. I think he needs to flash. He needs to be consistent and he needs to show a, a hungry and consistent motor to stay on the field for this Texas football team and make splash plays for this Texas football team. Because just out of pure talent, he's probably one of the 10 most talented players, 15 at worst on this Texas football team. And it's a shame that we haven't really been able to see it since 2020, I think he needs to have a big year. Gavin Holmes, I'm saying this because I think that Terrence Brooks ends up winning the starting job opposite of Ryan Watts, but you obviously didn't bring Gavin Holmes in from the transfer portal to just be depth, you know, and he was a really good player the last two years at Wake Forest, you know, two of the best years in Wake Forest football history, right? And Gavin Holmes was a big part of that on the defensive side of the ball. And even though he's smaller, you know, I think he's 165, 170 pounds. He plays really well plays bigger than his size and his numbers look really good on PFF in terms of, um, you know, his coverage and what he meant to that Wake Forest football team. So we saw last year that, you know, we dealt with some injuries at that position, you know, Deshaun Jameson missed a few games, but also it was just a position we naturally rotated at, right. We saw Austin Jordan, um, Austin Jordan, Jalen Gilboa, and maybe some other players come off the bench as well. And so I think that Gavin Holmes, even if he doesn't start, will play a big role for this Texas football team. We'll get a lot of snaps. And I think that when he gets in, you know, he needs to be as good as Jade Barron, Ryan Watts, um, or Terrence Brooks. You know, and I think he certainly is capable of that. But I think he'll get a lot of snaps this year. Maybe not a lot, but at least 100. And in those 100 snaps, he needs to be the Gavin Holmes we saw at Wake Forest. My next player is Keaton Crawford. And I just think this is solely about um, – you know, Jalen Catalan and his health, right? It's still going to be a mystery. We can say that he's going to be really good this year. Jade Barron said we're going to get the best version of Jalen Catalan. We can all knock on wood all we want to. But at the end of the day, he's had significant injury concerns the last two years, right? And so we don't know if we're going to get a full season from Jalen Catalan. So that would thrust Keaton Crawford probably into a bigger role. And there were times last year where he was taking advantage of, you know, in man coverage when he came into the game to spell, you know, Anthony Cook or Jaron Thompson. I think Jaron Thompson is going to be really good. And I think he'll be on the field almost all of the time, you know, except when he needs a breather. But Jalen Catalan is more of a mystery at this point. And so I think that Keaton Crawford is going to have to play a big role for this Texas football team, whether it's just in a natural rotation or being that next man up if something were to happen to Jalen Catalan or Jaron Thompson. And we know he has the athletic profile to be really good at safety. If he's gotten better this year than he was last year, he'll certainly be a really good depth piece and somebody who can be a superstar in their role off the bench for this Texas football team. The next one is kind of going to surprise you, maybe the next two, but I'm going with Casey Kane. And I know people are thinking, well, we brought in Jonte Cook, DeAndre Moore, uh, Ryan Niblett. Why would we even need Casey Kane? There's people that thinking that Casey Kane was bad last year, and I think he had a bad game 
but we only used two receivers, right? He didn't have enough opportunity to be bad last year, right? But when I look at how the receiver room is set up, you would think that it's probably Xavier Worthy with Jonte Cook behind him at that position. I'm not going to get into all the letters and the formations, right? Because I'm not an expert on that. I'll save that for Homer. Um, in the slot, you're looking at Jordan Whittington, DeAndre Moore, and probably Ryan Niblett right there. So I think on the outside, you're looking at A.D. Mitchell, Isaiah Nayor, and then Casey Kane. Well, A.D. Mitchell has missed a lot of time his last two years at the University of Georgia. And then obviously Isaiah Nayor is coming off an ACL injury. You don't know exactly what you're going to get from those two. So you may be, you know, in a position where you don't have to use Casey Kane this year. That certainly would be a luxury. But I'm looking at two players in front of him who have dealt with a lot of injuries over the last two years. And we can't just assume that they're going to be fully healthy this year and we're not going to need to use Casey Kane at all. So in the event that A.D. Mitchell goes down and Isaiah Nayor is not 100% healthy or can't handle a full workload, you're going to have to rely on Casey Kane as a big body receiver on the outside. And I think he's somebody that's more than capable of making plays for this Texas football team. I think he did it last year when he got the opportunity. So Casey Kane could be somebody that we need to rely on, not because of performance, but because you're He's behind two players, big body players at the receiver position who have dealt with a lot of injuries and missed a lot of games the last few years in college football, whether at the University of Texas or at the University of Georgia. And then my last player, a non-starter that needs to excel in his role is Savion Red. And I could have went with Cedric Baxter or Jaden Blue, but I think that it's going to be really a running back by committee. Right. I think that Jonathan Brooks will get the majority of the snaps. But all three of those players are going to be huge parts of this football team. So I couldn't say any of them are really coming off the bench. Right. That's like saying Roshan Johnson came off the bench last year. Like he really did. Right? He was just the number two running back. The Savion Red is certainly going to come off the bench. And he's somebody who did it all in high school, quarterback, receiver, running back. And, you know, last year he was a receiver for this Texas football team. This year he's a running back. Right. He can do a little bit of everything. He's just a football player. Like Steve Wolfon said about Aaron Hampton, you put him on the field, give him the ball good things are going to happen. It's just that simple, right? You don't even have to put a label or a position on him. And I think this year it's going to be hard to keep him off the field, even with all the receivers we have, even with all the running backs we have. So, you know, Steve Sarkeesian, one of the best in the business in terms of designing offense and creating mismatches, he's going to find a creative way to use Savion Red. And I think in that specific role, Savion Red is going to have to be a superstar, whether it's that you know, physical pounding running back at the end of games, whether it's somebody who can really give you a lot of trouble in the RPO because you don't know if he's going to catch the ball or run the ball, whatever it is, Savion Red will have a very defined role on this Texas football team this year. And whatever that role is, I expect him to be a superstar in it. And that'll take this Texas football team to the next level. A quick word from our sponsors once again, and then we're getting into five freshmen that won't or should not redshirt in the 2023 season. For a championship team, it's all about making sure that every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time that you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure that every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know that the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. <laughs> eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Broncos country. Let's ride. <laughs> 
All right. I just had to. I just the first thing I thought of when I heard that was Russell Wilson. I'm like, you know, I got to throw that out there. Hopefully they have a good season, man. Shout out the Broncos. I used to live in Colorado, so I always support them. I was a military brat. I don't know if I've said that on the show before, so I've lived everywhere. Uh, freshman that won't or should not redshirt this year. Right. And I think that some of these are kind of easy. You know, this might be just me pulling a third segment out of my you know what, you know, here we are, right? Freshmen that won't or should not redshirt this season. Cedric Baxter obviously won't redshirt, right? Duh, John. You know what I mean? He's going to be a huge part of the running back rotation. Like I said in the last segment, I'm not sure. You know, I think Jonathan Brooks will be the bell cow, but, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Jaden Blue and Cedric Baxter both have over 150 touches this season themselves. You know, maybe that's not possible. You know, I don't know, but Cedric Baxter and Jaden Blue will be big parts of the Texas football team. You know, number one running back in the country coming out of high school in this last cycle out of Orlando, Florida. He's definitely going to play in more than four games. Texas needs him to play in more than four games. And I think he's going to be really good. So he will not redshirt this season. And Texas doesn't need him to redshirt. They need him on the field. Anthony Hill, you know, he won't start the season as a starter. I think eventually he'll end up a starter. If not this season, then he'll definitely be a starter the next two years on this Texas football team in the SEC. But he's going to have a huge role uh, this year, you know, similar to DeMarvian Overstone, just not in the starting role, right? You're going to bring him in, you know, definitely as a situational pass rusher. You're going to bring him in as a rotation piece uh, for our linebackers. And he's just somebody that can do a little bit of everything, right? He's a special player. And whatever you ask him to do, I think he's going to work his hardest to make sure he can do it at a high level, right? Somebody who just eats, sleeps, and breathes football. You know, that's what his head coach and defensive coordinator at Denton Ryan said. It's just somebody who absolutely loves the sport and will do whatever it takes to be a leader and be there for his teammates. So whatever Pete Kukowski and hopefully Gary Patterson right, asked him to do this year, he'll be able to do it and hopefully do it at a high level. But I think that Texas will need him in more than four games this year. If he doesn't play in more than four games this year, I will riot personally. And I'll bring a lot of y'all with me because that will be an absolute travesty. I think that even though he doesn't start, he's one of the 11 most talented players on this defense right now. We should see Anthony Hill in more than four games this season for the Texas football team. Malik Muhammad, this one is a little questionable. Um, I'm not sure if he'll play in more than four games. Of course, if he's on special teams, then, you know, that would help out. Not sure if we'll need him as much in um, the corner rotation this year, but you're talking about somebody who got dropped at the end of the cycle, but still ended up as a top 75 player in the country. He was a top 30 to 40 player most of the cycle in terms of 2023 and somebody that can do it all right has a really good pedigree coming out of South Oak Cliff I think won two straight uh state championships at South Oak Cliff so he's obviously a really good player coming over with Billy Walton his cousin you know to the University of Texas and somebody that you know is good in man coverage is good in zone coverage understands what offenses are trying to do understands film study where he's supposed to be and as a corner he gives you that extra oomph right and run support he's not afraid to come down and make tackles just a solid football player that loves the university of texas loves the game and will be a starter for us and a huge asset for us going into the sec but this year i think they can find a scenario where he can play in four games or more i also think that this will factor in that texas will just be really good this year and i think even outside of the wyoming and rice game there should be at least two games in your conference schedule where Texas gets to rest their starters. There should be at least, at least two games where Texas is beating a team by at least 20 points in the fourth quarter and says, hey, we're going to put our bench players in, right? And I think Malik Muhammad could be one of those players to get in in that scenario. So with everything I just said, I think that Malik Muhammad very possibly could play in four-plus games for the Texas Longhorns this year. Derek Williams, and I talked about Keaton Crawford, you know, being the depth behind um, 
Jaron Thompson and Jalen Catalan. We know that depth matters a lot. Um, experience matters a lot, I should say, to Steve Sarkeesian and this Texas football staff. So Derek Williams might be behind him. Michael Taft might be behind him as well. But I think Derek Williams is more talented and eventually will be better than both of those players I just mentioned, Keaton Crawford and Michael Taft. I think he's somebody that could step in right now, definitely on special teams, but even in a safety rotation, you know, depending on how many players you wanted to bring in, I think he could step in right now and make plays for this Texas football team. And in a similar situation to Malik Muhammad, like I said, somebody who you could get experience on on the field and a lot of snaps on the field in late in games if Texas has the game sold up right if Texas is winning by 20 plus points late into the fourth quarter he's somebody that you could put in the game and get actual game rips right in preparation in terms of moving to the SEC so I think Derek Williams might be the third most talented safety on the roster right now right definitely think he'll be a starter for us when we get to the SEC next year but he's somebody that we could use on this Texas football team in four or more games if they choose to this season. And then my last player or players, I'm going with Tassili Akana or Colton Vasek. And the reason I went with multiple players is because I think we're just going to need a pass rush from one of these true freshmen, however it comes. And I'm not sure who's developed more, Tassili Akana or Colton Vasek at this point, but I think either one of them is good enough to come in on a third down and make a play, right? Either one of them is good enough to come in on a third down and get to the quarterback one time right or put pressure on the quarterback one time and in a similar situation with Malik Muhammad and Derek Williams if Texas has the game sold up late in the game and you could take the starters out why not put players like Tassili Akana or Colton Vasek on the field to get in-game reps players you're going to have to rely on a lot more over the next two seasons in the SEC right it's important to get them on the field and build that confidence so whether it's Tassili Akana or Colton Vasek could be both of them I would like to see one of them play in at least four games this year for the Texas Longhorns a season in which we should make it to the Big 12 championship game and hopefully win it Gary Patterson if you're still listening come home have a good weekend Longhorn Nation hook them